the San Francisco Experience Podcast, brought to you by Jim Herlihy, independent commentary from a Silicon Valley perspective for a global audience, featuring newsmakers, thought leaders, and authors. Season 24, Episode 6, APEC 2023 Conference, Day 6 and 7. The APEC Economic Leaders Week culminated in a series of events for the leaders and their spouses that were both policy-focused and social in nature. As a voluntary, non-binding, and consensus-based organization, APEC has developed a well-deserved reputation as an incubator of ideas. While living standards in APEC economies have increased dramatically, there is still economic inequality. Ensuring that the benefits of trade and investment extend to all people, inclusive and sustainable growth in all APEC economies is a goal. The APEC conference on days six and seven allowed the large public and soft power events like the family photograph and leaders in formal dialogues with guests. It also provided up to three days for 21 leaders of economies to engage in side discussions with other members one-on-one. Bilateral meetings between members on a host of issues such as finance, trade, economics, digital currencies, corruption, as well as key issues like fisheries, mining, transportation, supply chains, are easily and efficiently discussed while all 21 leaders are located here on the same campus, in this case, the Moscone Convention Center in downtown San Francisco. One such area for discussion was an announcement of a new grouping of 14 countries, some of which are APEC members. The new grouping is called the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. President Biden and several members of the group spoke about it yesterday. It was originally launched in May 2022 in Tokyo. Its third meeting took place here in San Francisco on November 14th. Its 14 member countries are Australia, Brunei, Fiji, India, Indonesia, Japan, Republic of Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, and the United States. The framework is structured around four pillars relating to number one, trade, number two, supply chains, number three, the clean economy, and number four, the fair economy. Importantly, this new grouping brings India into the trade conversation. So concrete achievements to expand trade, especially with India, are expanding cooperation through this group. And of course, next year's APEC host will be Peru. By late Friday afternoon, the APEC had largely concluded their meetings and were returning home. So what was achieved in the seven days of the conference here in San Francisco? First of all, the forum provided an important backdrop and justification for the Biden-Xi summit. Since the United States and China are the world's two largest economies, and the trading relationship between the two totals $750 billion, all APEC member economies and beyond have an especial interest in the health of the U.S.-China bilateral relationship. Continued harmonization of trade policies 
among the 21 members as a whole is also a very worthwhile goal. And the expansion as well as enhancement of the Indo-Pacific economic framework was also a breakthrough. So overall, APEC 2023 was a successful outcome for the Biden administration from a foreign policy point of view, as well as from a regional trade bloc perspective. And for our listeners, today's episode is number 473. The San Francisco Experience podcast comes to you on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, 18 platforms with listeners in 60 countries. Our listener base continues to expand. Feedspot has recently named the San Francisco Experience podcast as a top 25 California news podcast. This has been the San Francisco Experience podcast with Jim Herlihy coming to you from San Francisco.